Hello everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the As Always podcast, episode 165. I'm one of your host, James, and I'm joined as always by Tyler. As always, how's it going, my friend? Not too bad, how you doing? Doing good, I'm doing good. I was just saying before we start recording that I'm very excited to be here. I I was uh, thinking about that, I'm like, oh, there's some stuff I want to talk to you about. I've been on Twitter before this, revved up, and I'm like, I'm keen to start talking some shit about some topics. Oh, nice. uh, I'm keen to talk to you. You know, I just because uh, normally I think on a Sunday I, I very much look forward to going to sleep because I've got work. Yeah. The next day, and I do have work tomorrow, but normally that makes me a bit like, oh, I just want to make sure I'm a bit early and reasonable time. But uh, there's two major sporting events going on at 11 p.m., and I'm going to watch them both, so I'm just going to be staying up anyway. So I'm a bit more like I need to add a a nap, a nice Sunday afternoon nap, and prepared for this, and now I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh, revved up. I'm happy to be here. Excited to talk to you. How are you going? I'm great. I'm doing good. Vibin'. Um, Vibin'? Been doing the old uh, Ezio Trilogy Marathon over the last couple of days on Twitch. Yes. Which has yep. been I nice. want to talk to, I want to talk to you about that. Um, um, that'll be, a, that'll uh, be a topic of today. But yeah. I'm, because I'm it'll doing, get views. I mean, um, it's true. We can put it yeah, in the title and everything. It will, yeah, it'll be in the title, thumbnail, everything. Clips. Um, mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good, man. I'm, I'm very happy to hear it. I'm very happy to hear it. I've also got two cans of some beverages here, and that always makes me excited when I have one, and I have two. <laughs> I, have some, I have some beautiful, as I always talk about, Mount Franklin sparkling lime water, the greatest drink of all time. Uh, and I've said that for a long time now. And then just also like a little sweet treat, a Pepsi Max. You know? Wow. Sugar-free. Ready Incredible. to go. Uh, they're both unopened. They're both cold they're both just ready to rip and tear they're both unopened they're collector's pieces i'm just yeah i'm just mate i'm just very happy at the moment in life i'm loving life and i'm just excited to be here so uh, you know it's good good vibes today good good vibes today i'm gonna rub off on you if you're not feeling good vibes if you're lying to me and you're not feeling the good vibes i'm gonna feeling good vibes i'm feeling some good vibes here yeah i'm I'm sending them your way i'm sharing them thanks man um but we couldn't have these good vibes, James, without something. Do you know what that is? Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. It is the great people over at patreon.com forward slash as always. Hell so if you yeah. like what you're listening to here, seeing here, and you'd like to see here more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. And for just as little as a dollar a month, you get access to the greatest podcast on the internet. There's over 130 episodes you can stream right now. That's the Clubhouse podcast. It's the people's podcast. It's powered by you, the people, as is this channel. So thank you to our producers that make this show happen. We literally wouldn't be here without them. That is Ollie the Superior, Ollie Baron Keen, Damien the so Orange Dome, Ferentina, Flash Paradox, King Richard III, Albrick, Ryan Hafer, Viridian, and Ballsack47. Thank you, Sweet Ventures Labs, for helping power this podcast. All right, James, there's a few things. Nice. I'm going to give you the option of what we can talk about first. <coughs> oh, no. Choice. Um, there is the bone I've got to pick. i got to pick okay. a bone. i got to pick a bone. <coughs> just a general bone. Not, not necessarily at you, just a general bone I want to pick. We can Jeez. talk about... Yeah. The AC Marathon you're doing. Right. We can talk about God of War. Because I feel like those are the three main things today that need to be discussed. God of War Ragnarok um, specifically, of course. No, the original. The original yeah. one from 2007. Yeah. yeah. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, well, let's get the Ezio Trilogy Marathon out of the way. Because that is just a... 
that's not going to be a lot, right? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. We let's. Know. I'm keen to reminisce. Let's reminisce yeah, for views. Let's do that. All for right. views and All a bit right. of money, let's reminisce. I don't really let's want go. to, but let's do it. At least it's about Ezio. I can handle that for in my sure. life. For sure. For sure. We're not reminiscing about, I don't know, Adewale. We don't even need to talk about it. We don't even need to talk about anything else. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Why Adewale? That was a weird one to bring up. Yeah, I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. Just obscure, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say Arno, but I was like, you know, everyone knows him. I mean, everyone knows Adewale. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Ezio Trilogy. I've been replaying it um, yep. recently on stream, what, doing what, a bit of a what? marathon. What brought this about? What made you want to do this? Um, it was just editing the video for the network where we ranked the tombs because I, it was mainly because yeah. like I needed to find music and the music I just happened to use in the background was just Ezio Trilogy music. And listening to it, I was like, oh man, you know what? I'd vibe with a with a replay, but not one that takes me like a long time. One that I can do in like four days. So I was like, fuck it, I'll stream it. You know, I can make a bit yeah. of money in the process too. It'd be worth totally. doing. Uh, so that's yeah. why I decided to decided to yeah. Hop on yeah. and play them all again. That's that's nice. And you're at a brotherhood now. Is that correct? I am. Yeah, six How, four. Six four. How was... <clears throat> I've been meaning to replay Brotherhood. I really have, because mm. that's obviously my favourite one. And I feel like I've replayed two a lot recently. Like, I feel like every time I go to start the trilogy, I only get through two, and then I don't play anymore. Right. Like, the last thing I streamed on my channel would have been, like, <clears throat> a year... and Probably a year ago, a year and a bit ago, was AC2. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think that's like the last stream series I had, and because I remember I was living with David at the time, and I think there was a stream he go, he got us, he bought himself a banana board, and I was like, I don't know why you're doing this at 26 years of age, buying a banana board like that. This is this will lead you to the light, you know what I mean? Like this is the answer, um, mm. and like this. I don't sorry, this is a random tangent, and before the stream. He he comes in and he's chatting to the to the ch- to me in the chat and everything. He goes, yeah, I just got this banana board. I'm going to go for a ride. And this is like in the evening. So it's dark. And then like we probably an hour of the stream goes by. And David walks in and he has got blood all over him. He is like literally like stomach bleeding, legs, knee bleeding, head bleeding. Like didn't. And he's like, yeah, Tyler, I fucked up. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my fucking <laughs> oh, god. No. He had to go like, yeah, yeah. I think he had to go to the hospital or something. Like, had to get everything banded. It was fucked. He'd absolutely caned, caned himself <laughs> going funny. downhill. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Why were you doing this shit? Oh um, But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, Brotherhood, tell me. Well, first, tell me about AC2. How's the feelings there? on this replay, on the 30,000th replay. And then how are you <coughs> feeling in Brotherhood? Because I always feel like that's the home for me. That That's home. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in Rome. You're just like, let's just chill here. Let's just leave it here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good to go back through it. it it's one of those things where you, I feel like you, when you're not played it for a bit, you pick up on all the things that are great about it that you sort of, I guess, forget. I don't know, like the little stuff, like, you know, how cool Monterigioni was as a concept, like rebuilding it up and everything. Yeah. Um, just a home base to revisit over the course oh. of the game, like as you're doing bits and bobs in the years. And you're just at the start of each sequence. And... You're like, oh, let, let's go back yeah. to your journey, pick up all <clears throat> the money. Yeah, you know, get some training in. Yeah, yeah, upgrades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it's it. Great, amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, in terms of like, I don't know, like some bad stuff. I guess I picked up on is I didn't realize how much some of the Venice stuff really does drag. Sometimes. Oh, dude, that that Antonio sequence is fucking long as shit. Yeah, the the, the sequence seven. That's is, my least is, favorite sequence in the game. Is sequence it's, seven? It drags. Um, 
And the other ones aren't quite as bad, but they're still... They're not... Like, all the stuff in Venice isn't really as strong as the stuff in Florence. Like, the stuff in Florence is really strong. I think there's a lot of... Because there's a lot of personal ties there for Ezio. Like, the Patsy is, like, directly connected to, the, like, the death of his family. And, like, you know, you always have the conflict with Vieri. And, like, you form a friendship with, like, the Medici and everything. So it's... There's, like, more there, more stakes, there's more going on. Whereas in Venice, it's like, what? Like, the only reason Ezio's killing these guys is because they were maybe sort of involved in the death of his father and brothers, but, like, that's it. And so, like, yeah. on a replay, like, on a first time, you're like, oh, I wonder, like, where this is going to go and everything. And, like, but when you've played the game, like, 35 times, yeah, you start to see, like, you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, there's nothing happening here. This is weird. I've never noticed this before. Um, but... You know, you get through it and you get the payoff of, you know, becoming an assassin and then you got to play through the shit DLC chapters that are just stuffed into the game now that exist there forever. Um, yeah, that is... Um, and that's like, Battle of Fully at least is not, like, too long. <coughs> like, it sort of yeah. goes pretty quick. I think the... You can get through Bonfire of the Vandies is too much. It's just so yeah. long. Those, killing those nine lieutenants, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, that's... But, you yeah. know... You've got to make sense of that Christina memory, so, you know. You know. True. Yeah. I mean, no. Brotherhood, man. What a game. Amazing what a game. fucking yeah. game. Like, I uh, I don't even know, I don't even know what to say. I just think about all the, the memories I had in that game and how, like, I thought about doing a stream where I just played with no HUD. Yeah. In, in brother because like I don't need a HUD to know where like side missions are what I need to upgrade where the building like I reckon I could near 100% that game with no HUD probably I know probably. it back to front I know where everything fucking is yeah I, I really yeah I definitely mm. feel that way yeah it would be interesting I'll never do it well no I probably will never do it never probably. say never never say never but but I probably will never do it. But that's yeah. definitely like if I was to ever come back and do something, it would be something like that. It would be just like yeah. you know what, fuck it, let's do one more, the, you know, the last dance, if you will, one last ride. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's good. It's one of those things where I don't know. There's something about Brotherhood and like playing it after Forbidden West as well is like you can see so many similarities to it. That's just like really cool. Yeah, oh, all the little nice. little things that just like make it work, like you know the the last little conversation that Ezio has with Mario, like a little callback to the start of AC two, and you've got like you know just the whole way they like you build up the villa over the course of AC two, like it's your home base. You spend so much time there, and then they just fucking destroy it all at the beginning. It's such a great like sequence, um, all just really good, just really good stuff. And you know, Rome as like a city is just so. Just so, like, the, the way they build their open world is just so different in Brotherhood to what it was like in AC2. Um, yeah. And it's like, they managed to, like, combine both of, like, the... Like, having the world be built in a meaningful way that means traversal is fun, but also this sense of, like, like movement around the world leads you to important stuff. So, like, there's... on like, And I always said this as a kid, like... I was, oh man, I wish you could climb the rocks and the mountains and stuff, because I hate having to, like, find a path, but I'm like, no, actually, that's a good thing, I think, because it means you have to utilize the parkour, and there's always routes up. 
it's not like, you know, if you're an idiot, yeah, maybe you're running around a mountain for ages, but, like, there's always these routes up through, like, old ruins and pillars and stuff like that. Like, there's ways to the top of these things. You just have to, like, see them and then utilize it correctly. And it's, like, using that parkour in, like, a meaningful way to reach an unreach an unreachable area so that you can then take out a Borsha Tower. That I think that's, like, really an interesting way of building your world. And I think it's, like, it shows probably the best way they've ever built an open world in terms of using core, like, Assassin's Creed gameplay mechanics in designing a level and i think that's pretty cool you see it all the time brotherhood yeah there was there's not really any well there's definitely not any wasted space i feel like in brotherhood in that map mm-hmm. and the way they use that up more like like i said i feel like i can go into the game with no hard and know my way around the entire map that's everything and mm-hmm. there's a reason for that and it's hugely as you said because of the way missions flow and things flow into the open world that build the world like they mm. they do that in such fucking awesome ways it's yeah. it really is yeah it's all the little things it does right that make brotherhood the best because it's not like it's got the best campaign main mission storyline it doesn't it has yeah, a good the main, one the main plot but it, is like but it's fine. not yeah it's just fine it's it's solid <laughs> but it's everything else the game does right where you're like yeah this main story is like decent but it's the way you want to just be in this world you just enjoy every moment of the game and that's what the high praise i give horizon forbidden west is i think that's a 10 out of 10 game because i just enjoyed every moment of being in that world i didn't want it to end it didn't matter whether i was doing a main mission a side mission just exploring going into photo mode trying to get upgrades hunting whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. i just enjoyed every second of it yeah, and yeah. that's why it is what it is. That's yeah, think, a real open world. Yeah, I think that's how you build a story-based open world in in a, in in a good way. Is like everything that you do in that world has to like has to work towards a single purpose, whether that's story or character or both. And I think both Forbidden West and Brotherhood really do that. Like everything you're doing in Brotherhood has a point to it. There's no meaningless shit other than like collecting flags and feathers. But like that's you know whatever um but stuff like borgia towers building up rome the obster or the templar agents um you know your assassin people leonardo's war machines all of it everything you do is all about dismantling the borgia's power in rome so it doesn't matter what you're doing it all feels like one singular experience and i think that really helps to like bring brotherhood's open world and all the stuff you're doing in it like into sort of a perspective and a context that like makes it all matter and I think like, yeah. that's quite good. It's something they've never really done before or since. Um, and that's really Yeah. I, do you think... What do you... <clears throat> I feel like we spend so much time praising Brotherhood's open world. I'm interested... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I guess I'm interested to see what you think of Revelations. I don't know if we ever talk enough about like the way Revelations did it. Because I still think that did a really good job. It did not do as good of a job um yeah. as brotherhood by any means brotherhood is far superior <clears throat> to it in that way but i think revelations s- still did a really good job i l- i love being in the world of revelations too i really and and a big part of the reason there is a few points that they do better than brotherhood soundtrack probably being the main one like that mm-hmm. open world ambient soundtrack in revelations is just like you could just stand on top of a building and stop for moments just to listen to music yeah what yeah, game gets really, you to do really that cool. revelations is one of the only ones for me mm. 
for sure for sure and i think people when you talk about revelations a lot of people say they don't love constantinople and i i do i think it's a really nice location i think me too i really like the architecture although i do have to say i think probably something they don't do is like each district is not is not super well defined like they are to an extent like if you were to show me different pictures from different districts i'd be like i'd be able to tell them apart but but at the same time, it's not like a brotherhood where you've got these very vastly different areas, like from the Roman ruins to, to like the main city to like the countryside yeah. area. Like, yeah. it's one city, and like a lot of it does start to look a bit the same, especially when you're moving through it very quickly. And maybe yeah. that hurts Revelations a little bit. Um, I yeah. also think like the the like building up Monteriggioni was the best they've ever done that mechanic because yes. of how, your personal ties to it. Building up yep. Rome is a close second because of the way yes. that it integrates itself into the story, which is like this, you know, the assassins are building up Rome again. Like, it feels meaningful in that sense. Yep. Um, Revelations is just like, you're just kind of doing it because it's a mechanic. It doesn't yes, ever feel like sure. there's a huge reason for it. It's just like, yep. you know, Ezio's expanding his capitalist empire, I guess. I don't <laughs> yeah, really know, yeah. like, why yeah, he's buying yeah. these shops. Like, no one yeah. asked you to buy these shops. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> you know so there's that I think there's like weaker elements to Revelations but there's a lot about it I still love I love spending my time in the world and I like building up like your assassins and stuff I think that's fun that's um, done that's, like, really the, well that's like I the main it. the main yeah. side content in the game um, it's the, and it's one of the the it's best the, it's, it's yeah. arguably better than the main story <clears throat> like of Revelations at points like I think yeah, also well, Revelations like, definitely has a stronger main story than, well, any any Assassin's Creed. I think it's got the best story in any AC. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. And I, what I love about Revelations is that, you know, it brings it back to that original AC1 type of story where a lot of people mm -hmm. don't like the Assassin Templar story in Revelations. And I can understand why, but I yeah. like the... Because the Ezio trilogy, for the most part, was this bombastic action sort of blockbuster. Whereas Revelations is... It has those, those moments... But a lot of it, it sort of brings it back to AC1. And I think that makes sense thematically because Altair is so present in Revelations. You're at this later point in Ezio's life. But I just love that you get these these conversations between Ezio and Ahmet. Like these these moments where they, they just debate like their own philosophies on the world. Like it's so brilliant. And the, all of the conversation with Suleiman, like he is a highlight of that game. He is such a standout character. Suleiman has some great lines, some great little like monologues. It's fantastic. Um... Even, like, the little, like, bait-and-switch with, um, the boy, what's his name? Bloody, uh, Janissary guy who isn't bad, but you think he's bad. I forget his fucking name. Oh, Tarek. Yeah, Tarek, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, even that's interesting, like, you know, I, I there's a lot of interesting elements to Revelations, and I, I think, like, that is what makes the story so strong, is that the Altair stuff is, yeah, the best part, like, the, the reflection on Altair and that, the parallels between Ezio and Altair, but... I love the Assassin Templar storyline. I think the the older I get, the more I really appreciate the like the writing in in that storyline. I think it's very subtle. Like there's so many bits, like the chess scene with um, Ahmet and Suleiman. I think that's brilliant. I love a chess scene. It's great. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, we love I mean, a chess Revela scene. We love a chess scene brilliant. on the As Always podcast. I love that we're having this conversation. I was just smiling to myself before going like. <laughs> You know, it's nice sometimes just to just to get old vibes back, just to make people feel. You know, we're you know we're still here. We'll give you give you a hug. You're still home. No, no. You know, you are. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's just nice. It's nice to revisit these old games and for them to still hold up, you know? Because because so, I, I like over the years I've got a lot more critical of things, and it's sometimes like sometimes you revisit something, you're like, oh, I've like finally noticed these flaws, and like yeah. there are little flaws I've noticed with the Ezio trilogy, little things, but like overall it still holds up so well. Like they're still but yeah. But do you games. feel like a lot of the flaws are you can almost partly excuse me put them up to I don't know like. You, your headspace is in now, so there's maybe things maybe. that you would ju- would just back <laughs> then were so normal, and it was the only way it was ever done, or could have been done, like from a technical standpoint. Um, yeah, maybe some things. I, I guess more just like I guess the main thing I'm thinking of is just like how much Venice drags. That's probably like the main thing I'm thinking of. Yeah, like oh, I the, never the... really noticed how much it drags and like why it drags. I think specifically AC, just because of the way it's written. AC2 has arguably the worst pacing of any Assassin's Creed. Oh, sorry, AC3 is just so god-awful. Um, yeah, I'd v- say... Valhalla's also very bad. Oh, I don't care. If we're talking existed. about pacing... I'm talking about real Assassin's Creed games. I'm talking right. about real Assassin's Creed games, well, yeah. Well, there's AC3 only four, at least so... Also, the, the, the nicest thing you'll ever hear me say after all these years about Assassin's Creed 3, at least it's a fucking Assassin's <clears> Creed game. I'll give it that. One. I'll give bad it that. One. It is so. a bad one, but I'd rather play it than Odyssey. I'd rather play it than Valhalla. Any fucking yeah, I guess so. But it's, it's like, would you rather better. jump in a garbage can or would you rather jump in like I don't know, dog shit? You know. Um, what's easier to clean off? That's the question. That is a good that's question. question. Yeah, what's yeah. My, that's my question. You Both know? are pretty Ga- easy. Yeah. I feel like garbage, yeah. you know, you're going to smell for a long time because you've Maybe, been in it for a long yeah. time, your whole body, and that's that's Valhalla, obviously. Whereas I feel like the dog shits, Aether is like, oh, fuck, I've just got to sort of turn the, like a fucking hose on and just get off your shoe or something, you know what I mean? Like, you stepped in some dog shit. Sure, sure. Yeah. I don't have to shower and, like, wash my clothes after. I just need well, to fucking I'm, turn the you hose on. You fell in it. You, you fell in it. That's yeah. what... I'm going just for. take the pants so you, off put some new ones on put it in the wash you're sweet to go your face fell in it your face fell in it okay yeah. i feel like that's uh yeah it's definitely important to the story um yeah. yeah well i guess you do have to have a shower then mate i don't know what to tell yeah. you yeah. yeah there you go i win yeah but you don't have to wash your clothes <laughs> i mean yeah i mean yeah i guess so but you can't well what, what i'm saying you. is ac3 is it 150 hours <clears> long true it's not Thank God. That's my point. That's my point. That's my point. Yeah. AC3, you can just play through, and it's not that long. No, and then it's, it's over. Um, whereas Valhalla is the worst, maybe the worst game all time. Um, it's up there, certainly. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's equally as shit minute to minute as Odyssey is. Like same rate yeah. shit so what's be, i almost think odyssey's a better game purely for the fact that what's the shorter of the two yeah i don't even that's know the un- that because equally in every other way there's shit um <clears throat> yeah I, I and what's do you know what odyssey also has it's funnier odyssey's way funnier than True. valhalla as well valhalla's just like oh you're trying to be serious and you suck like odyssey's a joke it's a fucking odyssey is, yeah true so at least like, i can have a laugh yeah, odyssey was fine well, t- yeah i guess so true like what would you rather stream through what do you reckon sorry better question what okay. do you reckon your audience would rather watch you stream through valhalla or odyssey they'd rather 
Odyssey. Probably Odyssey. Because yeah. it'd be funnier and way like, more entertaining for the everyone. game that broke lasers. He's got to play yeah. it. Val- Valhalla would yeah. just drain your spirits slowly yeah, for way yeah, longer. Yeah. I mean, and I've already Odyssey, played it twice, so I don't know how you me. play that twice, dude. I just don't know how the so fuck you play bad. that. Shit it was like twice. every waking minute. We were recording Clubhouse one day, and I was playing the Gloucestershire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was awful. Yeah, and it was like that realization for you too because you <clears> loved it so much after yeah, the first playthrough. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm playing through, and everyone's getting mad at me. Like, I don't get it. I'm like, no, guys, this is fucking awful. What? I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I just knew. I didn't get mad about it because I'm like, I know I'm right. I just know I'm right about this. I, there's there's few things yeah. I've known I've been right about. I was, I felt more right about this than I did about the Assassin's Creed movie being shit. Like, when I was saying that, I was still sort of like, man, am I wrong? There was a little bit of me that was like, maybe I'm an arsehole. And with the heart, I'm like, nah. Nah, I'm not budging. This is this is dog shit. This is garbage. This is yeah. like a lava shit all over you. <laughs> like it's, it's so it's just such a boring fucking game. Like it's so boring. And you realise that so much more on a replay because oh. on a first playthrough, especially if like you're into it, you're like wondering all the big questions and you can kind of overlook all the shit arcs because like you're actually kind of excited to find out like what yeah. happened to like who is Basim, like you know how do the assassins factor in like is Avor gonna become an assassin because she keeps sort of baiting me out a little bit yeah um you got like fucking sigurd like oh what's sigurd doing you the fucking what's all this about odin you know so but when you replay it you realize as you're playing like because you already know what's going to happen so you actually have to pay attention to east anglia and you realize oh no this is two and a half hours of people just talking a load of bullshit and i have to play yeah. it and about then you gotta do consequential things that will not impact anything yeah, it, yeah, it's so bad. You got like East Anglia, Leicester, fucking Shropshire, Snottinghamshire, Yorvik, um, Gloucestershire, um, the 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 Lincolnshire, Essex, yeah. Sussex. Um, yeah. So many more, so many more arcs, and they're all yeah. so bad. Yeah, um, they're all they're literally all so bad. Yeah. Um, oh no. I can't remember. I can remember one. You you. You had to get a lady out and rescue her and she take her to France or something. Oh, Essex, yeah. I remember that, vaguely. Everyone said that was going to tie into the Siege of Paris, but it didn't. Those characters never showed up. Well, obviously. Apparently. Obviously. I, I forgot that even happened. They actually released it. I remember that being, like, <clears throat> a thing talked about. Did yeah. Avil become an assassin? I'm sure I've asked this. I, I wonder, did Avil become an assassin in the Dawn of Ragnarok DLC? I wonder. Oh, did that come out? out? It did, did come, come out. out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that what, like that you... one that was supposed to be like Size of the Witcher 3 or something? Uh, Yeah, 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 that came out. Apparently, like, nothing really happened, and the only interesting thing that happened in the story happens off-screen, and then it ends on a cliffhanger that they're not following up. So that's a big middle what? finger to anyone what who played was, it. What was the cliffhanger? Dunno, I haven't seen it. Oh. That's all oh, I've okay. heard. Um, but also they're doing one final DLC, which is written by Darby McDevitt himself. So I'm sure that's going to be just Wait, as shit as the main game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, love you, Darby. We love you, Darby. Um, yeah, it is written by Darby, apparently. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a an arc exploring why Eivor was buried in America, apparently. Well, that's at least relevant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> two years question, after the so game we... came out, you know, but yeah. I guess they're still answering the question in the end, and, you know, they got the original writer to do it, so I guess, you know, there's a bit of integrity there, you could say. Yeah, well, um, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it'll be mostly 
the way the game mechanics have to tie into some random once-off thing they bring into a DLC. Like, how many Assassin's Creed DLCs do they just create this random game mechanic that's fucking useless? Like, think about the Jack the Ripper DLC. Like, the shit they brought into that. The random yeah, fear, mechanics. The fear mechanics. Well, you loved those, yeah. didn't you? I do, yeah. Okay. It was just like Rice and a Rome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my That's face is red. I'm so embarrassed. I'm yeah. so embarrassed by that. That's yeah. the best. Yeah, not my best. Not my best. Well, you know, <laughs> when you're just like doing a walkthrough first time, you're just sort of trying to be into it. And like yeah. be entertaining. I know all about that. Yeah. The, the things I've said. I mean, I clapped at Rogue. You so, do clap at Rogue. It you still know. bothers me. That's still a thing that I did. The only, I think, the only AC game I've ever finished and had like a genuine reaction to is Unity. When I finished it, I was just really sad, disappointed, yeah. let yeah. down, yeah. and then I ended the recording and yeah. <laughs> like did something else. It was really yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm so glad I. I've only ever captured my reaction to Valhalla of all games. It was the only one I ever captured uh, my first time playthrough reaction. Yeah. And I was just like, at the end, like, well, that was fucking a waste of my time. That whole game yeah. was a fucking waste of my time. That's good. Every minute of that was awful. Like, oh, man. and everyone's like, you don't get it. He was Loki. And they were, <laughs> I was like, you've lost me. You know what I mean? Like, like you already fucking lost me. I'm pretty Assassin sure two years earlier I had said, if this game isn't about assassins, I'm not fucking playing it. If I'm not playing assassins, I'm not fucking playing it. Well, I played it and I paid the consequences. That's what happened. You know? Yeah. And then you try to tell me I don't get it. I don't get Assassin's Creed because I should know that he's actually Loki in someone else's body, reincarnated, fighting Man. Odin, reincarnated. And that's the whole story. And that's literally the story of an Assassin's Creed game. Oh, which part would they become assassins? At no point. At no point ever. <laughs> there are, at there no are, point there was it even really an mentioned. assassin in it. There's a, a handicapped assassin with a broken leg. There's a handicapped assassin and th- another guy that you think is an assassin, but he's not. He's actually Loki. So, Amazing. You know? Um, but no, I don't get it. So... I'll go fuck myself. Oh. That was what it was like at that time. And then vindication came when I was shouting oh, glory. Man. But, it was you know, so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. But there, there's a bone... To, to, to transition away from Assassin's Creed, there is a bone I'm going to pick. Oh, nice. There's, there's a bone I'm going to pick. Have you seen Let's Thor, go. Love and Thunder first? Of oh, time? I have not seen Thor, Love and Thunder, no. Okay. Well, we're not going to spoil it. There's but no I love the discourse around it. Yeah, and I'm just sort of like over it. I'm like, okay, okay. I don't. This has been online Twitter trolls have been there since the dawn of time, and there's always been Did dumb you just takes say about Twitter trolls. Yes, Twitter trolls. Uh, dawn of time. in 2022, the Twitter the trolls. trolls. <laughs> okay, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're in the Bible. Dawn of time. They've been there. That's what I'm trying to True. say, James, all right? Um, look it up. Do your fucking research. Um, and I get it. But it's never really been in our community to, like, an enormous degree where I feel like we can't talk about anything anymore. Like, mm. every time I go on Twitter. And especially, I feel like it's movies, I'm like, I just don't even agree with half the shit people are saying. 
Like, and Thor Love and Thunder was almost like the last straw. I'm like, I walked out of that movie thinking to myself, like, I thought that was really funny. I thought that was really great. I had a great time. Like, it's what I thought a Taika Waititi Thor movie was going to be. Like, it's what I'm like, of course this is what it was going to be. Did you see Ragnarok? It's going to be more of that. Probably even more leaning into, like, Taika shit. That's how I felt. And I was like, let's just enjoy it. It's just, it's a fucking superhero movie. It's, I really feel that way. I'm like, this is not, I don't think, no you Marvel movie. needs to be good, right? No, no Marvel, saying? no, let me explain to you what I'm saying. <clears throat> okay. When I th- come out of, I don't think they're the same thing. I don't get out of a Star Wars movie and go, well, that some movie was good. And f- compare it to like, I'm like, I think a movie like a Tenet, like a Christopher Nolan film like Tenet. That was just a good Christopher Nolan film. It's still fucking better than anything in Marvel. Like, I just don't think they're the same thing. I just don't even understand. That's how I look at it. I'm like, so when I say I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed it. I'm like, no, but I wasn't, I also wasn't looking at it fucking shot for shot. What's the meaning behind like this motif they're sort of showing at the beginning of a film and thinking like when you watch uh, everything everywhere all at once. And you know straight away the way it shot, what type of movie you're in there to see. And the first shot, and this is the only spoiler I'll give you, the first shot of the movie, there's a mirror and the mirror moves. And I'm like, I wonder what that meaning is going to represent to this whole movie. And it has a massive meaning and representation to the whole movie. But that's, I see Mm -hmm. shit like that. I'm like, that's not the same expectation of if I go to the movie and I'm like seeing uh, Star Wars or a Marvel movie or a Harry Potter movie. Or, like, any of those sorts of movies. Or if I go to the movie, see a comedy. Like, a genuine com- Like, it's a Seth Rogen comedy movie. A Will Ferrell one, Adam Sandler back in the day. Like, that's what I grew up with. I'm like, I don't go in there thinking that. I just don't think they're the same thing. Well, I so think... If, so, I'm like, me saying, I'm like... I like Thor, Love and Thunder, which I really <laughs> loved it. And people are like, oh. Like, therefore, you... Like, I thought you went to film school, someone said to me. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Good point. I'm with him. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> that. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? I think, I think the thing is right. If 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 it came down to someone trying to compare the MCU to to you know a Christopher Nolan film, one of the you know a, a film from For a sure. really reputable For director, sure. then For they sure. would then they would they would dislike every MCU film. But it's only certain ones, which to me leads me to... Be- I mean, and it all comes down to your own threshold for, like, how good something needs to be. Like, it, yes. there's so many factors that work into this, right? But I guess to me, like, I've not seen Thor, so I can't say how I personally feel about it. I'm interested to see it, though, because there's been quite a split. Um, so I'm interested to, to watch it. Um, for me, like, I'm not of the opinion that that... that that comedy in of itself, making a comedy film in the MCU, is immediately bad. Like, I love Ragnarok. I think it's fucking brilliant. I love the way that it uses comedy. I think it's just, like, such a fantastic film. Um, yes. And so what I wanted from Love and Thunder was that again. Um, and maybe even more of that. Like, I like what they did with Ragnarok, and I think it was great. I was never with anyone that was saying, like, oh, this movie's too funny, it uses comedy too much, yeah. it's too silly. I'm like, no, no, no. Because the way it uses comedy is to... The comedy always informs character, 
but also it sets things up that can then be paid off with either a joke or with something meaningful later on like the way it balances it like jojo rabbit is another example like the way that taika like you know directs these these things and does these yeah. things like it's another film that does stuff in that way and i'm like that's great too like i think that thor ragnarok is one of the best mcu films because of how they let taika just go off do what he wanted and it just it just came together so perfectly it's such a great movie I um, totally, I totally agree with you. I totally agree, and I want to say this. I'm like, that's not to say that just because it's not a full <clears throat> high class cinema or whatever the fuck, like you want to call it, doesn't mean that oh well, it's not that. So therefore, they're all just good. There's good and there's bad of superhero films, and there's good and there's bad of comedies. Like it's there's good and bad of anything. I just think Thor: Love and Thunder is a fucking comedy, and I thought it was a really good action comedy. Like, I generally sure. think I'm like, I I don't That's think fair. any action comedy <clears throat> is as good as The Lord of the Rings or Goodfellas or any Tarantino movie or any Scorsese movie or any Guillermo del Toro movie or any Christopher Nolan film. There's not one action comedy other than ones, I guess, Tarantino, you could call some of his movies action comedies, I guess. Um, Inglorious Bastards or something like that. But um, you know what I'm saying. You yeah, know what I'm trying I, to say. I, and I think with, with like with, I don't see a movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart and think <clears throat> this will be better than a Nolan film, but they can still make something good. I, I can't name one thing, but like they could. You know what I mean? I think I think the major issue I just am seeing from people with Thor: Love and Thunder is not. I mean, sometimes it's people saying like, "Oh, too much comedy." I'm like, "Well, too too much comedy." Like, what does that mean? Well, if yeah. if someone's saying something has too much comedy, why do they feel that way? Maybe it's because yeah. because the jokes didn't land. Maybe it's because they get in the yeah. way of character. Maybe rather than informing character like Ragnarok, maybe they could be a fucking funny joke, but maybe they detract from character. Maybe they interfere with with particular narrative beats. Like the main thing I'm worrying for with this movie, and like I. You know, the MC, the MCU, like, I'm thinking, like, if my taste just changed, but I can go back and watch Iron Man 1, I can go back and watch The Avengers, I can go back and watch Infinity War, Black Panther, you know, all of these old films, and I can still love them. So to me, it's like, well, then the quality must have dropped off somewhere, because, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, I thought, was a fantastic film, with just, like, the first half is a bit weaker, but, like, the second half makes up for it. There's some great character stuff. They use the multiverse and, like, these new characters, like, the other versions of Spider-Man in such a way that they're not even cameos. Like, the movie would not work without them. And then you go and watch Doctor Strange, and it's like they forget to even do a second act. Like, they're just meandering around saying things. Then you got, like, yeah. John Krasinski shows up, and it's like, that could be literally anybody else, and it would not yeah. affect the story at yeah. all. It could be me. Yeah. It could have been me. And it wouldn't matter because Doctor yeah. Strange doesn't know who that is, um, yeah. and so yeah, I me, like. I think this is a better movie than like, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. I think Thor: Love is better than it, As, because the, because of things like that. I just felt like it didn't do any of that shit I didn't like about Doctor Strange, which is exactly what you said mm. that John Krasinski shows up and like it doesn't matter, like <laughs> none of this matters. Whereas Thor: Love Thunder doesn't even try that. There's no real like. They have to explain. Obviously, we know the Guardians are in it. That's they're really there at the start because that's where they were. Thor was left, and you've obviously got to address that. But they mm. sort of get rid of them and try to fit into the story way as best they can with humor. And then he goes on. Thor goes on his own adventure, and it just felt like it was all the characters of Thor. Even from the first two, there were characters that showed up. Like it was just great to see a Thor world where I wasn't thinking about any of the greater MCU. It just felt like I was in Thor's world for the first time. And it's been a long time since even the solo films, like a Spider-Man film, No Way Home didn't just feel like it was in that world. It felt big as did uh, Multiverse of Madness, obviously. And even 
a lot of these Disney Plus shows where this just felt like, no, this is this is a Thor movie. Um, and it's a Taika Thor movie. And one thing I'll say this, I'm like, I people like they don't like the humor and that's fair. And that's fine. I did actively think to myself, I'm like, I don't know how this humor is going to translate to international audiences. Some of it. Because this was the most, like, the thing I love about Ragnarok, it felt like a Kiwi film. Like, it felt like a bit of our humour. Um, and I loved that touch of it. I felt like a lot of this movie felt like Aussie Kiwi humour. Like, it was very, it felt like an Australian or New Zealand film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, because it felt like a director's film. Similar to the Multiverse of Madness, you're like, this is a Sam Raimi movie. There's moments you can be like, that's that's a very Sam Raimi thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's with Taika, <clears throat> you know, he's, he's a Kiwi. And yeah, and it, you feel that watching the movie. And my whole cinema that was there, everyone fucking loved it. Everyone laughed at it. Like nothing didn't land. That I Like I didn't feel like there was any joke that was like, oh, that was shit. I just didn't have it. I just, uh, but I did feel to myself, I'm like, there's going to be people that aren't going to find this humor funny at all. I did think yeah. that to myself. So yeah. well, potentially, think, potentially comedy, that's may, maybe part of it. I don't know. <clears throat> comedy is a difficult thing to write. And I think it makes it difficult in a film where, I mean, in any, in any good comedy film, like you look at some, you look at bad comedy and it's comedy for the sake of comedy. Whereas I think a good comedy should always have something more to it. There should be some sort of like substance, some sort of depth to it. Where like the comedy. Oh, this whole movie's about love. This whole movie, sort of like stuff. Thor: Love and Thunder, is literally about the whole story is about love and also thunder. That's the movie. The movie's about those two things. It's the best no. subtitle I've, I think of all time. Like I got out of the movie. I'm like, this movie is literally. It's a love. It's just about love, and it's not even just Thor and um, Jane. Like it's just. It's the whole movie is just love. It's all about love. Yeah. You know, and explores it in a funny way and, and, a, and a really beautiful way as well. A deep, I thought a deep way it explored love. Um, so yeah. I, I thought it had substance to it. Like I thought it said a lot about, I, I felt like this movie was just a love story comedy. Yeah. I, and I guess people are like, I love Infinity War Thor and I want the combination between comedy and serious and I want to go down and save the world again and all the events. I'm like, I've seen that shit. I don't need to see any of this again. Yeah, what no, what else that. can you do? What else can sure. you do with it? And I felt like this whole movie was just a love story, but it was about the God Thor. Yeah. And it was very human. Like this was the most, rel- of any movie they've, I thought they've done a good job with the Thor character all throughout the MCU of making a God still sort of humanly relatable and have flaws he needs to work through. I thought this movie did it the best. I thought that he was the most relatable in all of the movies in this movie. It was so down to earth and, and those real moments and, and insecurities that I think we all go through in our life at some point uh, with love and, and doubting ourselves and letting things go. I thought it was a really, I thought it was done really well, but that's yeah. what it's about. It's not about Thor, the God. It's not about Thor saving the, like, obviously it is about Thor saving the day. There's got this, you know, Christian Bale was f- phenomenal, by the way. Absolutely phenomenal. That was my only grub was like, I could have seen way more of him. They could have used him more, but you know, I, uh, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't too long of a movie. I liked that it. it was a, you know, it wasn't even two hours. It was like an hour 50. It was great. Um, and I don't know, man. I just thought, it was, yeah, it was about, it's a love story with lots of comedy in it. Yeah. That's, that's think- just how I thought, how I thought about it. 
I think probably all I need is I need it to feel like a Taika film. I, I, I want it to be paced well. I want it to feel like the characters... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want the comedy to get in the way of character. I really would like... I want Like, like Ragnarok used comedy in the best way. I absolutely love the way character was yeah. informed. I think it goes a bit further. Together. I think it goes a bit further. In love, um, I'll say that. And, and all I, and the the thing I don't like, and I've heard this movie does a lot of it, is I don't like the every like there's something like what they did in Endgame where every joke is at the expense of Thor. Uh, like I feel like that to me right. is like it's getting old now. Like Thor, yeah, isn't a dumbass. Like he's he's funny, but like I feel like he's not he's not stupid. You know, like I don't know why I feel like that's the way we're sort of going yeah. with Thor. Yeah, and like, I'm like I, I want to see him dumb. come back from. He's that. definitely dumb. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if he's. See, I, don't I, don't, if he's I, don't I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's. I'm trying to remember. I'm like, I guess I never saw him as dumb. <clears> like, I get that the jokes are saying he's dumb, but I'm like, I still don't see him as dumb, and I still didn't see him as dumb in this movie either. Right. Interesting. I feel like if that. I feel like I'm not gonna like that about it. Um, yeah. Because I don't think I, you're gonna I, like this movie. It. I don't think you're gonna like this movie. If I'm being honest. Because it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, look, <laughs> yeah. I. I, I with Thor, I lo- in Endgame, I will always defend that Fat Thor works, and I actually like how it works in that film. I love it. I love Fat Thor. But I didn't need it to continue after that point because I felt like that movie was his. Like he's sunken to the lowest point. They they use comedy and it works because it's a theme from Thor Ragnarok is comedy, and I like that they use comedy to show that transition from Thor being this person who's lost all hope and like it's it's self deprecating, but it makes sense at that point in his life, and I like that then he comes out of that. And he's still funny. Oh, I feel but like this is a his different ju- funny. I feel like this is his journey in coming out of that. <clears throat> I feel like this is a part. I feel like I like if they go into the next Thor movie and do it, then I'll then I will agree with you. But I sort of felt like this movie was about that. Like he's not the lowest point. Is obviously Endgame, but I feel like you've still got you know. There's a journey to it when you're like in repair you know what i mean like it's not just you're mm-hmm. you're at the bottom and then you're at the highest high there's a middle there's a middle point i feel like where you're functional but you've still got shit you're working through and you've got to mm-hmm. face some of it obviously because the story we obviously know jane foster shows up and is the mighty thor and i actually liked how they did that like yeah it was it's it's a bit cheesy but it made way more sense than i thought it was gonna make i was like oh cool well this this is about yeah yeah yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. But, like, this title is Thor, Love and Thunder. That is what it's about. It's about love. <laughs> like, that's what the whole movie is. And it doesn't shy away from it at any point. It tells you in the title what it is, and it's just about that from start to finish. With lots of humor. Humor all the way through it. And I loved, loved it. I loved it. That's cool. And I think it's great for what it's trying to do. But, like, I would never say it's a great cinematic experience film i'm not trying to compare it to fucking tarantino like for the love of christ yeah you know what i mean i don't know why i have to say that now though like i just don't get why the fuck we all of a sudden i guess that's the culture now right everything you say or do you have to explain your intentions behind it no one can just fucking have there's no common sense anymore no one has any fucking common sense about what you're trying to say you know what i mean like with it with all our politics you're like yeah but what do you mean by like like are you using this person's you know pronouns or whatever there's nothing wrong with that but it's the culture we've got to explain everything you can't assume i would never like purposefully not use someone's pronouns but like if i use it wrong the assumption would be i'm a piece of shit like 
that's you've got to explain yourself at every turn. What did you mean by that? You that tweet you said this. You must be a fucking. You must like this person. It's too, yeah, it's it's people on Twitter. And now now it's with yeah, fucking just... movies. It's like. Oh, you said it's a great fucking piece of shit. Like, you don't even know what... Re- you went to film school. It's like, what the fuck are you talking that about? That tweet really just- got to you, eh? Dude, but it's not the first <laughs> time. I've had I've had that... I... Ten times? I've, in the last year? Ten times. Right. And today I just saw it. I was like, that's the dumbest? I'm fucking sick of hearing it. It doesn't make... It's so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess... It doesn't make any sense to me. That I can't, I guess for like... Me- like things for a different reason i don't get the same thing like music different genres of music i don't listen to metal all the fucking time there's a fucking time and a place for it i hit the gym i put on some metal i don't want to listen to it at night before i go to bed i want to listen to fucking patrick droney or john mayer listen to the whisper of me sweet nothings as i go off into dream time you know <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what i want there's different things I I just think it comes down to the fact that I think the difference is not... I don't think it's people saying... Because I just think people think this movie is a bad movie. I think that's what it comes down to. It's not yeah. the difference because it. If you were to say like you love, I don't know. A like lot of people Endgame are saying that Infinity they just War. wanted different Thor and they wanted like it to be serious and <clears throat> to be this. I'm like, why? Why did you think that was going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, there's way there's a bunch of different like angles to come at this. I all I want is I I'm like, there's a lot of stuff from this new phase of the MCU that I don't think is very good. And it's I, it's I agree with you. I agree. With it's you. one of those things where it's like the but the like the MCU used to be good, so it's like what happened. And so I guess if Thor: Love and Thunder does that as well, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of like they've just dropped the ball. They're getting lazy with like how they write character or how they even like structure a plot. Is like that's when I'm like finding a bit of an issue. Like a lot of these Disney Plus shows are like they have some really good stuff in there, but they almost don't do enough with it and it's like uh, you, you know in phase three and phase two and phase one you would have done something with this there would have been some meaning there like the amazing character writing in phase one like from tony stark and iron yeah. man and cap in yeah. captain america one like it's yeah. incredible Agreed. stuff i just don't know Agreed. what has happened they're not doing like, it even they're in, not doing it as well here like even even in some of like the lesser films that are like you know more sort of you know whatever films you look at something like ant-man i know you love ant-man but most people think it's a whatever film the characterization the character stuff is fucking brilliant like it's there's the stuff that's always carried marvel even in the shittest films the characters have always been on point and i feel like we've lost that with some of these shows like you look at you know moon knight i'm like you know i I enjoyed it but like do i need to see um the main character again uh, i don't know maybe i, I don't know yeah. like some of these characters them. i'm not sure why we're do- like i don't see the purpose and why we're mm. doing it and i think moon knight's yeah. one i haven't watched moon knight yet i haven't watched any miss marvel and i actually want to watch miss marvel i just haven't yeah. I just i've heard of- good things about miss marvel which is nice yeah i'm definitely a bit fatigued already from it you know like there's things i like that i was excited for thor because i didn't wasn't even thinking about it as mm-hmm. mcu it just felt like the old days, the escapes like, oh, this is a familiar character and I can just, I know it's not going to be about anything else. Like, I sort mm-hmm. of knew going into this, I'm like, it's going to be a Tiger film. Like, it's just going to be outrageous. It's going to be its own thing. It's not, it's not going to be comparable to a Captain America film or like what they're doing now with Doctor Strange. Like, there's no multiverse. There was just straight up bad guy, good guy, love story, you know, keep a simple stupid type thing. And what I really want from, a, like, at least the meaning behind a film, at least, is something like a Shang-Chi, where, like, the movie's not the greatest film of all time, 
but I really loved solid the solid film. In that I film. love Shang Chi. Like, that was a really good. I movie. loved it. The character journey was great. The emotional. Sorry, good the superhero battle. movie. Not good high class cinema. Um, <laughs> just gotta just. But say like that. that's that is that's those me, movies pronouns. The staple of like mcu phase four like that's what you should be shooting for like not every like yes spider-man no way home was probably a better film and it had some like way heavier moments but i don't think that's like the what you should be aiming for in phase four i think shang chi is the perfect that's what you gotta aim for like at least shang chi and you've got it like that's it just do that with other characters explore other characters give me some give me some reason to give a shit so that when we get another big event i care about all the major players in it like that's why infinity war endgame hit so hard is because we've had years to just have these you know smaller stories that do big things in their own right with these characters that you can just really explore and build up and that's really what i want again and i guess like all i want from thor love and thunder this is the only thing i want is i, w- I want it to be a taika film and i just want it to give 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 something meaningful to thor through using the comedy the same way ragnarok did just don't have it be for nothing don't just like throw in jokes for no reason like let's have it you know all come together as one whole package that you know is a great great comedy film that also you know makes you care about these characters like by the end of ragnarok you know thor became one of my favorite characters in the mcu um and it was because of that the way that comedy was integrated into all aspects of the film like it was hilarious from start to finish but it all it always like there was always something a bit more to it and like that's all i was really expecting from thor love and thunder and i don't know whether people are saying it's bad because they wanted something different because they expected a different tone or a different direction that's how i that's how i because it's just bad i because lots of people because also i don't know where this thing is coming from of like most people don't like it most people do like it the audience score is great well, I don't know what the fuck people are talking about that most people don't like it. A few people don't like it. Most people fucking love it. I mean, you're the only person I've seen that likes it. I've, everyone that I know, of, like, in the, my real world, like, has liked it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. But that's m- most, yeah, well, most people probably are going to like it because most people they, kind of, of like anything. Like, sure. So, yeah. it's... I don't know. It depends where your marker is. Like, I mean, for me, it's even more different because, like, I'm seeing all this talk on Twitter and I'm just there, like, I don't know, man. Like, the reason people don't like Obi-Wan is, like, not the reason I don't like Obi-Wan, you know? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, they focus too much on Reaver. Like, that's not really the reason it's bad. There's some weird people. It's because Reaver's written badly that Reaver's bad, not because she was in the show. Like, there's a reason for all of this stuff. And I guess, like, I'm even then different from these other people. So I don't know. Like, you know, people said that The Last of Us 2 was, like, badly written in a terrible game. And then I play it and so untrue that yeah it's so, one of the greatest games you know it, it's still it's top three best experiences i've ever had playing a game the last yeah. is part two i was thinking about this yeah. the other day because shout out Incredible. to future future days video we did dave and i did hit over a hundred thousand views oh, nice. um a few in the last few weeks people still fucking watch and comment on it all the time um that was one of the best experiences i've ever had with the game it stuck with me yeah, so yeah. so much so it's much incredible it's an incredible game um and it's one of those things where it's like what people say, you know, doesn't matter because I could love it. You know, I don't know. You go into this like I go into anything with just like I think I'm at this point where like because I'm like what I do is I'm a critic. It's like what I do now is like yeah. I go into something with not the intention to pick it apart. You sold yourself. But, you sold but yourself. Also, exactly. Yeah. Um, but also I don't go in it with the intention to love it either. Like I don't do either. Like I don't need to like anything. 
I just want the thing to make me like it. That's really yes. what it comes down to, I think, for sure. me at this point. And if it's good, sure. I'll love it. If it's not, yeah. I won't. Like I appreciate, you know? I appreciate that. I appreciate and so, that. So we'll see. We'll see what I think of Thor. I don't think I'm gonna like pull an Obi Wan on this and like, hey, it's so much that I need to rip it to shreds and like whatever. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna feel that strongly about it if I dislike it. I think I'll be like, ah, oh, that was disappointing. But, yeah. Okay. You know, I think sure. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what I think because I can't ima- I just can't imagine. Like I love, of the two Taika Waititi films I've ever seen, Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit, I love yeah. them both. So I can't imagine not liking it. But I don't know. We'll see. I guess mm. we will see. You should see some other Taika films, like some. Of I should earlier films. They're really good. I there's some I haven't. Um, I haven't seen. There's one. What's the one that Hunted the Water People or something? Um. Yeah, I've heard amazing things about. Yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. I've heard is incredible. I've never seen the first Tiger film I saw was Boy Boy in 2010. Very New Zealand film, so understandably, some people haven't seen it. But that was the first one. I didn't know that was Tiger. That's just like looking back. I'm like, oh yeah, I love Boy. That was a great movie. But I didn't know that was Tiger until I knew who Tiger was years years later. And then. Yeah, there's, dude, there's so many, so many um, great movies. What We Do in the Shadows is phenomenal. It's like a vampire mockumentary where Taika and two other, like, set in New Zealand, um, and it's just like this documentary crew following these vampires around and what they sort of do, but they're just idiots, and they're just regular guys living in New Zealand. They try to go out nightclubbing and shit to find victims and stuff. Like, mm. it's it's really, like, low-budget shit, uh, yeah. but it's great. It's a great. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I didn't know he was in Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Really? I didn't know that. I've never seen Green Lantern. The hell? No, neither have I. I meant really he was in it, not really you didn't know. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I also didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Was he an important character? I don't know. Couldn't tell um, you. Never seen it. And I never he's will. He's third on the billing in Google as the cast member. Maybe it's because he's the most famous, though. I don't know. There's some famous people in here. Um, yeah. He plays Thomas something or other. Yeah. Yeah, look. Um, to round this all off, I really liked Thor Love and Thunder. I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. I probably won't remember it in a year of what happened. But, you know, when I went to the movies and saw it, I liked it and so fuck right. off you know um yeah fair enough i guess <laughs> fair enough um what else is in the news uh, got a war you said oh yeah got a war got a war got a release date it did get a release date it out is of this nowhere year. it is this yeah. year and i'm stunned i'm it's stunned i've been yeah. saying for two years now that this will come out in 2023. This will not come out in 2022. Yeah. Well, there's still a chance. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. I know. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's coming out in November now. I think. I don't think they'll delay it. I don't. No, think I'm pretty they'll sure delay it. it is because if they, they can't announce it, a release date have. like three, you know, four months before, without being pretty confident. When they hadn't yeah. told us at all, like they could have not said November. They could have delayed it. We would never know. True. But True. they announced four months out. 
the release date. They're not moving. Yeah. This yeah. is coming. And I do think it's interesting, like... It's interesting the way they've done it. Like, the whole marketing campaign for God of War Ragnarok has been fucking weird. Um, and I'm not really sure, like, why it's happened this way. But, like, you know, for God of War, the original one, the first thing we ever saw of it was a gameplay demo and extended look at it. Uh, and then, they, you know, the, the trailers came out pretty frequently. Um, and the game came out. Like, it, it, everything sort of worked. It made sense. Like, it felt like a normal marketing campaign. But with Ragnarok... Um, it's just been really odd. Like, we saw that first teaser, then we saw a trailer at the end of 2021 in September. Then, all we've seen since then has been an accessibility trailer where, like, they show accessibility features. And then we've seen this random, like, really short 30-second CGI trailer where they announce the release date that they just dropped on Twitter out of nowhere and then go, oh, yeah, you can also pre-order it on the 15th. But, like, we've not seen a demo. Like, we've not seen another tra- like proper trailer since September last year. Like, it's just it's just so weird to me that that's how they would announce the release date. Is just, like, dropping it on Twitter. That's just so strange to me. And I just don't understand, like, what's going on behind the scenes that Sony or whatever are just, like, I've decided this is the best course of action. Like, I just don't know. Yeah. It's... <sighs> it, do you think... Like, I think the big thing that surprised me as well... That I want to like sort of piggyback off is them saying this is the last like Viking setting, Norse oh, yeah, the last Norse setting game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like they're so? I've almost felt like that. That sort of felt like a behind the scenes thing that was causing friction. I'm like, that what, can't like... be right. That can't be right. Why? Mm. Why are they trying to rush through this setting? Like, just two games. That's it. <clears throat> move on. Like God of War, in you know th- the Greek mythology, was like you, they had how many side games they have, let alone the trilogy. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just felt I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I just think the way they're tackling this era of God of War, at least, is very different from the original in terms of like scope and scale. And I I can buy that this is the last Norse game, partly because I just obviously I don't think they're doing side games anymore. So forget those like in this idea that i've come up with but um the original trilogy of god of war god of war 2 was supposed to be one like god of war 2 and 3 was supposed to be one game but they ended up making a third game out of the ending of god of war 2 that then is god of war 3 um because god of war 3 is basically just the final act of god of war 2 just made into a game and it's not like bloated or stretched out it works as a full game but it's just like the god of war 2 is this setup this build-up and then it ends, and then God of War 3 is the payoff. It's just, like, kill all the fucking gods, and that's the whole game. Like a fucking mm. boss rush or something. So, to me, it's like, well, in this, you know, they've got more money, they've got more budget, they've got more time. You know, are they doing now what they were originally always going to do with God of War 2 and 3, which is just make one game, like God of War 1, God of War 2, and that's it. And then yeah, we now okay. got God of War, and then God of War Ragnarok, and that's it. The story's done. Um so it could be that, like it could be that you've got the pay up, the the, the build up, the some man, like the I feel like they paced it so I don't know because I felt like there was so little amount of gods you sort of killed, like in terms of the big boys, like it didn't feel like we hadn't even seen Thor, let alone Odin, like it just felt like 
they'd paced it well to do more than two games. Like, I feel like if we get through this and smack through Thor and then, like, kill Odin at the end, I'm like, man, I feel like that was really a much more aggressive pace than that first game. Really yeah, slow. Yeah, but I, I'll be honest, I kind of like that. I think it, like, works for God of War because I like that, you know, God of War... Oh, it might. It might. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, like, it, it, I wasn't expecting it either, but I think it can work. I just, I, I like, in the very first God of War, you kill Ares, and that's the only god you kill. You become the God of War, and, like, that's the story. God of War 2, you don't do a lot of anything. It's a lot of build-up, and a lot of just, like, lore-building, character-building and stuff. And then God of War 3 is just, you know, straight in there, you kill every single god. Um, and... That works really nicely, but I if you made God of War 2 and God of War 3 one game and you condense some stuff and cut some stuff out, like that to me is probably what they're going for with Ragnarok. And so I'm kind of on board with that. I think that can work. Like you got half the game is build up and set up and there's character stuff. And then the whole finale is just just going from bo- like God to God, killing them all and just like ripping through the, the Norse pantheon. I feel like that can work. Um, yeah. I'm. I am. I, I. This is a question because I've talked about this on stream. I don't know if whether we talked about it before, but yeah, is there a potential that they go down a different route with this game and it's not you don't kill gods and it's a, like a, it's a different they 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 pull a Last of Us two almost and it's a actually killing is wrong and they try to have a moral message behind it rather than just letting you kill a bunch of gods. <laughs> Do you think it's possible? Uh, can I be honest with you? You can. I'm gonna, I'll be dead serious. And I, I mean this seriously. Um, mm-hmm. I think this game will be about fucking gruesomely killing gods. If I'm being I hope so. Yeah, I feel very strongly and very confident that's what this game's about. Yeah. I feel like we're going to massacre some fucking gods. I feel like Thor's going to violently be killed in this game, personally. Yeah, I hope so. That's what I would like. And to I say. think Especially there'll also be Thor, a Love nice and message in there. We're so shit, <laughs> I get to fuck. <laughs> It's okay with the war. I, I love your I love up. your angry I love your angry voice. Like when you do your fake angry troll voice. It's reminds me of Ricky Gervais is one. I don't fucking oh, like it. It, is. it yeah. actually is, isn't it? Oh shit. Yeah. I've just copied him. No, I don't know. I I feel like you have your own <laughs> own rendition of it, but I really enjoy it for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um but yeah, I do hope this game is about killing gods. I don't want to mess around with no moral meaning. You know, you could do your morals and stuff, but like, have it be... Yeah, I don't save know. that for chick movies, huh? <laughs> save your morals for the chick movies. I, I just want to kill things. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's like, I liked, I liked the moral behind killing Boulder. Like, I thought it was good, but yeah. I also like that we do also kill him, you know? It's like, I think you could do both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I like get, yeah, that I get, you yeah, fucking yeah. strangle him and, like, snap yeah, his yeah. neck. It's sick. But, like, I also like that that translates into, like, him, like, giving a lesson to Atreus, you know? <laughs> we just find out in this podcast, like, James is, like, has all this critical thought, but really he's just trying, trying to get to good at... Things. Yeah, he just really wants to kill things. He's the, he's yeah. the real Ethan. Exactly. Um, yeah, just deep down. Mm-hmm. Just wants to kill shit. Just loves violence. Yeah. Just loves the, I love it. you know... Loves the feel Blood of the eyes. Like, likes watching the life just flood away. Yeah, it's my favourite part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Todd? It's like you're asking me, like, you need me to tell you so you calm down. Like, <laughs> what do you reckon, Tyler? Just, um, do you reckon you're gonna, we're going to... I was thinking about this on stream. Do you reckon you're going to uh, keep fucking... Get, you're like scratching yourself, your hives breaking out. some murder in this game, Do you reckon we'll fucking kill things or do you reckon I'll be a fucking pussy? Like, what do you think? <laughs> 
<laughs> God, I hope we don't talk about feelings at all in this game. I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Feelings of cuts women. In, cuts yeah. in half. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm not a fucking kid. I want man shit. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want fucking yeah. hunting and just fucking like jerking each other off. Like, let's go. Oh, yeah. Come on. That's ideal. That is yeah. ideal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's this game. That's what this game will be. Oh, I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. I think Kratos, you know, is gonna rip Thor's head from his fucking body. Personally. Oh, I hope so. That's what I think will happen. I mean, that's like I've said before. It's going to be very cathartic for me after my second Valhalla playthrough <laughs> that I get to just destroy the Norse pantheon of gods. Like, it's yeah, to be fair, I can't wait for this shit because I can't wait yeah. to kill those fucking cunts. Like, like cut I'd... Odin's fucking head off. Yeah, rip Thor's yeah. spine out. It's and you know what great. else? Fucking especially Loki. Especially oh, Loki. We get to kill Loki. Let's go. I don't even care if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, we. No, I just mean because it's Atreus. Spoilers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, just I kill him. That would be the most satisfying. For exactly. Me, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That'd be the most saying, satisfying yeah. for me. Um, t- because... t- Kratos turns around, he just pulls his head off. Yeah. Well, I mean, the... it's these sorts of movies. That's what we like. There's fucking man movies. I fucking love Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith when Anakin fucking kills those kids. Mm. Oh yes. Yes. Amazing. I yes. love it. I mean, you do realize that Anakin's like a fucking <laughs> school shooter. Oh, he is. Yeah, exactly. He, he literally is a student. He's like that everyone. old student that like gets really mad at everyone. He comes back to the school and kills all the kids and the yeah. teachers. He said to Padme, "Don't come into school tomorrow." Yeah. And then, and then he killed all the kids. Oh, Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Don't say oh Anakin after that. <laughs> Don't say oh. Anakin. Why would you do this, Anakin? He's done it again. You know. God damn it, Anakin. Oh. Only Anakin. Oh, Annie. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He's just a fucking incel. Anakin's such a fucking incel. He is an incel. He literally... Well, yeah, He kind doesn't of. fit in. No one sort of likes him. So I had my wife get pregnant. I've never even touched her. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then she's like, Obi-Wan came by and he's like, What do you mean you've been talking to Obi-Wan? And he's just freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little jealous cuck isn't he I think he's a little jealous cuck uh, yeah straight away <laughs> that's why he fights Obi-Wan at the end and he strangles yeah. Padme yeah yeah he knows secretly you brought him here to cuck me That's, I think, the God of War conversation. (laughs) 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 Oh, this is funny. This is fucking funny. I was on True Gamer a few days ago, and we had a big, like, long, in-depth discussion about God of War. This was much more fun. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I probably won't even play this game. I just thought... (laughs) Let's make it funny. Oh, my God, that's fucking hilarious. Um, before we end this podcast, there's one more little thing I wanted to talk about that happened to me personally. Um, and I want to mm-hmm. bring up, and I want to share it with you, James. I want to actually yeah. share a bit of Australian culture with you. Okay. Um, I had a, I laughed. 
and I don't want to exaggerate here. Top three hardest I've ever laughed yesterday. Okay, that's good. Laughing. It was is good. good. It was a great, great feeling, great moment. I was with a group of my friends. I was with one of my best friends, Jared, who mm-hmm. most of the listeners know. His partner. One of my other friends, Tristan and Troy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Five of us. Saturday night, just having a couple beers, quiet beers, playing some board games. Nothing crazy. Over at Jared's, Jared and Tia's place. Now, one of our friends, Tristan, was born and raised in New Zealand. and he's, But he's lived in Australia for 12 years, probably now. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like knows Australia pretty fucking well, as you do. Especially being from New Zealand, not that different. Now, I didn't know this was an Australian thing, but mm-hmm. um, one of my one of my friends, Troy, works. Anyway, is involved in like social media and and to do with certain music festivals. Okay. And things like that. It's beyond that. It's it's a lot more than that. But just to to be a bit vague about it. But this particular festival. Um, they break, try to break the world record for uh, doing the nutbush dance. What? Okay. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said what. Because <laughs> what I thought... I, what if I knew? <laughs> I thought everyone knew what the nutbush dance was. Like, okay. to the point where it's in the Australian curriculum in some places to learn the nutbush dance. Like I'm not exaggerating. You can look this up. I, everyone in Australia knows how to do this dance. I would argue not quite literally 95% of adult Australians and children know how to do the nutbush city limits dance. What? Yeah. Now, when we realized that this... Jared and Troy knew it was an Australian thing too, and I like, wait, that's an Australian thing? I thought everyone just must know the Nutbush. This is one of those famous dances. You know the Macarena? Do you know the Macarena? That's yeah. done in other countries. Yeah, yeah, This is like that. I thought it was like that, where everyone just knows this. Right, but it's not. That's but so it's weird. Not, no, but it's not. But it's like, it's a simple enough dance, but it's with your feet, not with your hands, like the Macarena, where it's quite easy to just pick up by watching and joining right, in. Right, so right. that's why it's universal like a Macarena. Very easy to get involved with. You don't have to know how to dance. It's right. intergenerational. Your grandparents know how to do the nutbush. Kids know how to do the nutbush today. It's quite literally in the Australian curriculum. But we That's get so up weird. and we start playing the song. Now, let me put... I can only play this for a second because it's obviously going to be... Oh, yeah. Um, We're not on Clubhouse. We're not on Clubhouse. So we're just playing sucks. whatever the fuck we want. Um, but look it up. Uh, Tina Turner, Nut, Nutbush City Limits. Now, the thing about the Nutbush dance, I'll try to talk over it, is uh, it gives you this minute intro before the dance beat hits. So everyone, it's usually played like a wedding or what, social gathering. Everyone has time to go like, are we doing this? Oh my and God. And then here we go. The dance beats hit about 25 seconds in. And this is where the dance starts. And this is everyone knows to do the dance. So Troy puts a song on the speakers and 
Jared, Troy, Tia, and I get up, move everything over, and we all break out perfect in sync and do the nut bush dance in the apartment for for our friend Tristan. He is insane. on. He was literally like, "What the fuck is happening? Like, you are four very different people. <laughs> you are not all into the same thing. You're not even in the same like." That's how the so fuck weird, do you yeah. all know how to do that dance? He was freaking out. We saw his face. We're all on the floor howling, <laughs> howling laughing, hysterically. Like, we couldn't stop. Jared was, on like, throwing things around the what room, the crying, laughing. Because we're like, how insane must this be for him to be like, what the fuck? Like, it's like, th- are you pranking me? Like, all your closest <laughs> friends can just get up and do this dance you've never fucking heard of. Yeah, it's like you made it up with each other yeah. behind his back. You're yeah. fucking with him. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. Amazing. It was absolutely ridiculous. But I'd like to watch a video of the Nutbush dance, if you'd indulge me, just to share okay. a bit of, of what's obviously Australian culture with you. Um, oh but that just blew me away. I'm like, um, dude, everyone knows how to do this dance. And you watch the video of like the world records getting broken. Um, is people of all ages. It's like people. Mean? You this mean they do f- it forever until it's like... No, the, the as break. in like the most amount of people in one place do oh. it in Oh my God. It's like the it's like the Australian Harlem Shake. It's, I guess so, but it's, been a, it's much older. Like I learned how to do the Nutbush at <clears> school. <throat> That's so crazy. Like it's a part of the curriculum in some states. Literally school curriculum is to know how to do the Nutbush. That's so weird. So it became popular in the 80s. This is from the 80s. That's so um, I'll send you a 7 News Australia video. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if this will work or not. And we may get demonetized. I'm telling yeah. you. It might be worth it. Demonetization, I don't mind. Getting blocked? Yeah, that's scary. That, that's an issue. That's an issue. Um, so yeah. this was two days ago. This is two days ago. Josh, just fucking make it work, all right? Yeah, okay. Um, James, have you got it up? Is it playable I've for you? I've got it up. It's not yep. region blocked or anything? Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> okay. Three, two, one, go. School now, I haven't seen this video. I might be shit. DJ sets. The Nutbush is Australia's unofficial national dance. Now, a lifetime of training has paid off for 4,000 boot scooters <laughs> who broke a world this record. This is so weird, learning about this. I feel like I've entered another world. Yeah. In the Simpson Desert, a dance floor like no other. Oh, what's the... The unmistakable sight and sound of the... (laughs) Who's this guy? Some people are terrible at this. Everything from tutus to tie-dye, 4,084 punters boot-scooted their way to the record. 4,000 people doing the nutbush. The largest city limits dance routine, some more coordinated than others. Oh, there's some people that suck at this. Wow, he's bad. That old guy? Yeah. They done it. Oh, we love Missy Higgins. We love Missy Higgins. With more big names True taking the stage tonight in the stunning Outback Festival, that's a party like no other. Georgie Chumley, 7 News. There you go. That's so weird. That's actually so weird. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah. Wow. But this it makes sense been... when I when I compare it to like the Macarena. So that's how I saw it in my head. Yeah, I guess so. It's just weird because it's like it's it's weird just because it's like a cultural like it's just an Australian thing. That's why it's. Yeah. I think that's why it's weirder. Yeah. It's just like this thing that somehow has not gone out of your country, but it, but it's spread to the whole country. Yes. Like that's yeah, so crazy. That's yeah. Like think about this. At my, like if I ever get married at my wedding, you will have to do the nut bush. <laughs> <laughs> you will learn how to do that. That's incredible. That that will happen. Um, That's amazing. Like yeah, yeah. You'll have to oh, do. Man. You'll have to do the nut bush, and it's easy. Like honestly, two minutes. You'll learn how. You'll know every move, and you'll oh, smash. That's amazing. It. It's that easy to learn and pick up, and everyone gets amongst it. It's just a fun time. The nut bush. It's just, it. I didn't even know it was, but it's fucking Australian culture, apparently. That's it's, incredible. I, I and it. It, I just found it insane that half of us didn't even know as the Australians that knew the dance, that it was an Australian thing. We thought everyone knew. Yeah. And then we just get up in front of our Kiwi brother and do that dance. And he's like, what the fuck's happening? And he was just, That's so funny. we're just all laugh- a room laughing hysterically all on the floor. Like that was insane. <laughs> Cause it does feel like a prank. What a random prank for your friends to pull on you. Like how the, what the fuck are you talking about? The nut bush. I can't believe he's never seen the nut bush. How do you live here 12 years and don't see the nut bush? Don't do the nut bush. True. Like any That's wedding, interesting. any wedding, you go yeah, to some like if you go to the right nightclub, the nutbush will come on. <laughs> I'm telling so you, if you go to one of those like plays top forties from like the eighties and nineties, like those mm. sorts of places, there's there's a few out there in Australia. One hundred percent, the nutbush is coming on. It's coming on at some point. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm a big fan yeah. of the nutbush now. I'd I just wanted to there. share that. It just happened to me yesterday, and it honestly. I, maybe why I'm so happy today. Like, I laugh that. You have to laugh so hard. It's like you're, you're just, you can't not be happy for days. You gl- I have mm. an afterglow from how hard I laughed. And it was at that moment. I thought, I just want to share that with people. And, I, and, and for those Australians out there, if you have a friend from another country, introduce and prank them. The nutbush prank. You know? Just be like, do you know what the wow. nutbush is? They'll be like, no. And then you and your friends get up and do the fucking nutbush. Yeah. Just film it. I just wish I was filming that moment because it was incredible. Cause like you sort of get up like the start, like I was showing the start of the song. Um, it's uh, there's a bit of like t- there's thirty seconds of just vibing music. Everyone sort of knows you look at each other like if you're at a wedding. You sort of like go, oh, okay, are we getting up? Yeah, let's get up and do the nut bush. It gives you t- everyone time to get in position and you get in your square grid. <laughs> and then everyone and like and Jared had me howling because he gets up. He's like, how ridiculous! We all will be all sort of getting our own space. We're all sort of chill. You're just vibing. And then as soon as the music hits, you just go so hard. You're like, and then you're just into it. And everyone was and Tristan was losing. He's like, you guys were so in sync. It was fucked. It's like you had to have practiced that. It's like no, we just know how to do the nut bush. It's amazing. Yeah, there you go. Bit of a a bit of uh, culture for your lives that I want to share. That's um, fantastic. Fuck, my country's weird sometimes. This is some when I realise things. You know, you don't know you're different until you until you say something out loud. You know, when you do something and someone's like, "That's a weird thing to do." I'm like, oh no, I don't do that. Uh, you know, <laughs> that is weird. It's sort of like that, but with my whole country. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We don't do the nut bush. You do the nut bush. <laughs> Shut up. Like, that's how it sort of feels. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's incredible. That is incredible. It's incredible. I'll uh, get someone to play the nut bush when I'm, in, when I'm in the UK, when we're out, and then I'll teach the whole room the nut bush. That's what I think. Oh, my God. My, imagine the nut bush coming on, and I was, like, <laughs> some, in another country, and 
it just came on because it's a song from the 80s. And yeah. everyone's just sort of doing like normal. And I sort of get this space. I'm like, yeah, hey, everyone out of the way. And then I start doing the numbers. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck's this guy doing? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? why isn't anyone joining in? You don't have the nutbush? And oh, they're like, man. you're mental, mate. Or that's how you find other Australians that are there. They like come yeah, out of the woodwork. And then yeah. you're like, what? like, that's a fucking Aussie. They know the fucking nutbush. That's probably when I realized. I'm like, oh, you're all Australian. Oh, yeah. Oh, this isn't That's a- amazing. Yeah. fucking nut bush the nut bush Um, oh man yeah yeah but uh, I'm getting more and more excited in the the coming weeks as well speaking of other countries of of traveling over to the US and and the and the UK I've got all my sort of flights obviously all sorted and a few other things I'm starting to get sorted I was looking at rental cars and Jesus Christ they're expensive for the time I want so I might do a lesser lesser time but man, I'm like, I mean, prize living at the moment, the economy's fucked, you know, we're True. just having a, we're having a great time. Um, it's what it is. It's what it, it is. is. But I'm excited to see the boys, excited to see you um, and just be fucking traveling again, be around, get get fat in uh, America, just eat all the burgers. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, I feel like I, I felt like I gained more weight when I was in England last time. I walked so much. I ate probably just as shit food in the US, but I walked everywhere. Whereas yeah. in the UK, we drive everywhere. And I was like, whoa, yeah, I'm packing yeah. them on now. I'm packing on the KGs at the moment. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Definitely came back heavy. But we had a good time doing it. Because we were we always sure like, did. oh, what else should we Tyler try? The local some Chinese? Fucking shit. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll just eat what some shit. We, yeah, what else can we shuffle down your throat? Yeah. <laughs> I remember having so much trouble finding zucchinis when I went to when oh, we went grocery yeah, shopping. Yeah, I had yeah. so much trouble finding zucchinis because you call them uh, something yeah. else. They're not something. They're called something else. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, don't remember what, but I was googling. Else. I go to the guy. I'm like, do you have this thing here? He goes, oh yeah, over there. I'm like, holy shit! I was freaking the fuck out. I'm like, do you guys not have zucchinis here? Oh, it was a disaster. Incredible. Yeah, that incredible. was um yeah the, the last time you ate anything. Um, of culture anything I think I fed stop. you or anything at all really yeah. Um, yeah. was this spag bowl I made you yeah. just you I made three Three, three years later bit. I'm getting a bit peckish you know yeah are you hungry are you hungry yet a little bit yeah a little, bit. A little I, baby I bird a, another year I reckon okay. that's right I'll fly over <laughs> fly over and cook you something <laughs> amazing um I feel like I need to... Have you tried Vegemite? I feel like we need to do some uh, funny videos. I have not, dumb as shit. I'm bringing Vegemite. I'm, bring, I'm bringing Vegemite over, mate. You're going to fucking it. It's going it. to be awful, isn't it? It's, it's going to be, be great. Awful. Oh, dude, I'll eat the fucking shit by the spoonful. Oh, I no. love... I'm a big, big Vegemite man. Big on the Vegemite. Oh, my God. Big, big, big on the Vegemite. But I'll do it for you right. I'll do it for you how it's supposed to be had. Because some people come here and they just eat out of the spoon or something. Like the ve- What's Vegemite taste like? I'm like, well, it fuck it. of course, it's not supposed to be eaten like that. You're not supposed to have it out of the spoon unless you're cultured and true blue Australian, which I am. Um, but, you know, it's right. supposed to have... I'm a more Vegemite guy, but if I was going to give it to you, it'd be like a 60, 70% butter, 30, 40% Vegemite spread on a piece of toast. That's what you do. Right, right. And it's... I think I reckon if I gave you a sixty percent butter, or sixty five percent butter, thirty five percent Vegemite, I think you'd, I think you'd, I think you'd like it. I'm more we'll of a, the opposite. I'm more of a seventy percent Vegemite, thirty percent butter man myself. Right on a, on a piece of toast, but that's just me. I love my Vegemite. 
Um, but you have Marmite or something fucking weird. We do. We do. I don't know really what it is. I think I had it once when I was younger and it was awful. So never again. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you'll hate this. Oh, I know you'll hate Vegemite. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But I can't wait for it. Um, I can't wait. Yeah. I'll bring over some Vegemite. That's got to happen. Nice. Um, I'm sure that's not an issue to bring. Bring Vegemite, surely. You'd think not. I don't know. Otherwise, I'll just mail it ahead. Because i got to get it through the US first. I'm sure a bit of Vegemite's fine. I don't know how people are. I try not to bring food of any kind through and around things. Anything that I need to declare, I just try not to have those things. Yeah. <clears throat> but not that it would stop me getting into the UK, because people don't mean the airport's there. You can just fucking... No, they're, they're empty. There's not a single person. Well, I didn't see a single person when I was there. No. Last. Last time I was there. The first time was at Heathrow many many years ago. There was people with fucking assault rifles walking around. I was like, oh yeah. shit. Okay. They are there sometimes. I mean, I think not they're probably to... always there. You just can't yeah. see them. I'm just not used know. to seeing, you know, weaponry in basic civilian, you know, areas. It just, I don't know. I don't, we certainly you don't have, have people running have around with machine. No, we sure don't. I mean, mm. with a pistol, not a machine, not an assault rifle. No. Yeah, no. Interesting. I feel like I have maybe since then, but it didn't used to. Yeah. It didn't used to. I, I don't mean, know. if that's what it's like over here, I wonder what it's like in America. I'm trying to think about where the... Oh, I mean, I definitely saw that shit in America, but I had... The first time I went to England, I, I, I hadn't been to America yet. I'd never been to America before. Right. Um, yeah, and that was an experience. That was an experience. Well, it was the first time in England, I was just, well, I was just stopping over. The first time I went to England properly was when oh, I yeah. saw you, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah fucking keen for a good time hell yeah can you get amongst it um, anything else James we've got to cover before we wrap up this episode of the As Always podcast don't think so I haven't gone over all the bits and bobs amazing okay then ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the As Always podcast and if you like what you're listening to or seeing here and you want to hear or see more head over to patreon.com forward slash as always and for just one dollar a month you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet the Clubhouse podcast for just as little as one dollar a month or 10% oh, off yeah. if you if you get an annual subscription yeah. it's even cheaper it's even less than a dollar a month that's unbelievable that's crazy go, go check it out supports us it keeps the shows going um, it keeps it keeps all of us fed um, and we appreciate the fuck out of all of you that do support us so thank you to Ollie the Superior Ollie Baron King Damien the Not So Orange Gnome Ferentino Flash Paradox King Richard the Third Oldbrook Ryan Hafer Viridian Ballsack 47 Aragon Kimba Sub Again McCream Pies Hashtag Make the Nice Guys too, Please The Love Fuck Hollywood Adam Sunling Alfie Robert Andrew Big Dick 666999 Ben Higgins The Thankful First Stick Brethren Ben Nick Clubbers BFHC Biggest Fucking Virgin Bodge Beaker Overlord The Elder Brian Ford Call Me Daddy Callum aka I Used To Be Thefmus Then I Took An Arrow To The Knee Christian 0210 Disciple Alaric, Eli, Amir Catborg, Yuridito Hacker, Ethan Dean, Fat Fuck Cuck, Fishy Furious, Coco Jean, Give Me a Penis, Kicko Swag, Gwen Hughes, Jack, DG1998, Jane, Jane Bennett, Jake Ryan, Joe the Founded Scarab, Josh Duvillier, Josh J. Anderson, Kid Ghostly, Liam Loden, Lucas R05, Louis de Leon, Lumistrad, Murray5380, Mass the Bass, Max H, Muddy Unicorn, Nick Miller, Ojigo World 7, our best and favorite mod, ba- Brownie, Play the Rules, Radox, Seth, Son of a Bitch, OG Doggo, So, James hates the Batman 2 because he kills people, Sparky Bucks, Bell and Junk, The Blue Cow, Tony Walshy, and Zeppo. Thank you, you sweet ninja slice, helping power this podcast, and we'll see you all next time for another episode of the As Always Podcast, and next week on Patreon for the Clubhouse Podcast. Thank you, and goodbye. See you later, everybody.